Have you ever wondered how your sales performance compares against your competitors and peers? The B2B Sales Benchmark Report provides the definitive guide to what success looks like in 2021. See how you compare in terms of win rate, sales cycle, average deal value, relationships, and engagement. You can see the results and get the full report at ebster.com forward slash B2B dash sales dash benchmarks. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales operations onto the show to deconstruct the why, what, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by Ebster, the leading customer engagement platform for Salesforce. another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast and webinar. If you're watching live, feel free to add any questions. If you're listening later on, thank you so much. We're joined by Jorge Moto, Correct. Uh, <laughs> who is currently the Sales Ops Admin and Sales Operations Manager at Uyala. Welcome to the show, Jorge. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so today I want to go into... Well, we, we have a Salesforce admin here, so I'm going to try and get a bit more technical. I'm obviously not that technical, but I think it's a good opportunity. Sure. Um, and I also want to go back into your, because you have an entrepreneurial history as well. Correct. And so I want to kind of go back into that experience and see if there's any sales operations lessons from that as well. Okay. Um, so kick off with the first question. How did you get into sales operations? Yeah, Tom, well, first of all, uh, thank you for the invitation. And so honor and glad to be here. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, as you mentioned it, uh, I have an entrepreneurial uh, background, but also I'm a technical background, you know, I, I'm an engineer. Mm -hmm. So, yes, before joining to Jala, uh, I used to have my own startup where I learned a lot about operations and um, sales. What we did with that startup, uh, well, we were uh, developing medical devices for uh, lower limbs uh, uh, rehabilitation, right? So, well, we closed this uh, company. We had the company for three years. We generated an intellectual property. So it was really nice, uh, you know, experience. I learned, again, a lot about operations and sales because I needed to take, you know, the ownership of the company. Mm -hmm. Get out and sail and, you know, do all the operations and many hats, you know, what this entrepreneurial thing means. You know, you always need to wear a lot of hats. Then I joined Ujala. And I started to doing uh, some uh, financial analysis. So, right. so you joined as a in the finance team. Uh, yes, in the finance team. First of all, I joined like a contractor just half time. Well, I still had my company. Yeah, uh, I was supporting the operations team, but basically, I was uh, helping the sales director in Mexico to get um, Mexican government grants. Uh, because of that, then, you know, the company moved into the financial team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, keep doing a lot of financial analysis. And 
don't know, it was like probably two years when one of the first sales operations managers at the company approached to me and persuaded me to join a sales operations team, right? Why did he approach you? Well, uh, he knew about uh, that in Guadalajara, in Mexico, there were a lot of uh, talented people. And also he liked my profile, right? It was uh, business and technical side. You know, I was managing operations and sales. Yeah, probably it was not the expert one, but I knew the technical, uh, you know, in, in, I mean, the, in the information about sales, how to sell, communicate with people, etc. but also this technical approach of my engineering profile. So because of that, he was kind of happy to approach. He invited me to join to his team. By the way, it was just he <laughs> in the team, right? It was not. And, and at that time, so you joined about eight years ago. Uh, yes, correct. So at the time when you first joined his sales operations team, how many salespeople were there? There was two of you in the operations team. And the salespeople or sales operations? Salespeople. Um, I would say there were 15. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was not big, but still there was a considerable amount of people working in sales. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't know nothing, to be honest, about sales operations and Salesforce uh, when this guy just came by. So, of course, you know, we plan to have a really intense one week of training. So I traveled to California to meet him, the team, and start having this training. But, you know, there was a lot of uh, uh, unpredictable and out-of-control circumstances that I didn't have not even the quarter of the training, mm -hmm. which was quite interesting. But moreover, this manager left the company one week after okay. I moved to this position. Yeah. So... As can you as can you imagine was like a, a you know a challenging mm -hmm. and interesting time. Yeah. Of course, the company didn't have you know time to uh, onboard someone else, and they needed to do and speed up in activities of sales operations. So I didn't have another option but to speed up as well. So I started to read about uh, sales operations in blogs or you know on internet. Mm -hmm. Start to listen a lot of um, webinars but also in, in Salesforce, right? I took some uh, Trailheads uh, Salesforce uh, trainings. And also I started to talk a lot with the people. That was the best thing that I did, right? To start talking with people, all the stakeholders, SDRs, uh, AEs, VPs, marketing, finance, uh, legal team, and as much people as possible related to all sales processes. That was the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I was immersed in this, you know, quite fascinating and always evolving sales operations uh, war. Um, and now how many salespeople, well, how many people in the sales operations team? And then how many salespeople do we have today? Today, today we are just two in sales operations yeah. team. And salespeople, uh, we are uh, around 15 as well, 10 Good. to 15, 12 actually. Okay, cool. Um, and the current tech stack you're using to manage or to run the sales operations, I assume it's Salesforce. Yes, of course. We are using Salesforce as our source of truth for many years. However, we have just recently decided to move out. So, really? Yeah. So now we are migrating everything to Soho CRM. Why did you move? Um, budget. Again, uh, okay. yeah. you know. I haven't heard of Soho CRM, but I assume it's just a lower price point. It's a really good one. Uh, has many pros, I can tell you. Um, of course, well, the biggest one is you know the price. It's yeah. quite cheaper than Salesforce, but it has really quite interesting tools and features that you can use and leverage your sales processes quite easily. Got it. Specifically related with um, productivity, right? You can really have an interesting uh, workflows in there to 
and guide your people uh, through different activities or yeah. processes. Okay, and anything else apart from right now, apart from Salesforce? Uh, yeah, of course. We have Suora, we have uh, a Sales uh, Navigator, we have Financial Force, we have Marketo, uh, Aviso, uh, DocuSign, mm -hmm. uh, Jira as well. So, yeah, okay. we, we have a. Cool. And, you, and you, your role is part of your role is managing all these applications and making sure they work effectively for the sales team. Correct. Cool. Yeah. And out of all of those, which is your favorite? Um, I like Sales Navigator, you know, it's quite nice to interact and connect with people. And yeah. The way that it's connected to Salesforce is so easy. You know, it's just an app that you need to install yeah, yeah. to do your uh, instance and that's it. Nice. Um, data quality is always a challenge. Um, <laughs> how, was that one of the considerations when you chose a new theorem? Or do you try and find a theorem that you, would be easier to manage data in or that? Yeah, of course, and we have uh, we have had many you know acquisitions or, during all these years mm -hmm. in Ujala. So we acquired two companies, and as you can imagine, we have import a lot of data, and many of these data hasn't been or was not curated before imported. Mm -hmm. So we ended up having a lot of legacy and duplicates. So of course, you know, it's something important for us, and data quality is really task and hard, uh, you know, mm -hmm. thing to do and work with. So we we have this in consideration for choosing the CRM, but pretty much we are trying to start from scratch, kind of. Okay, and with were that activities you were doing before that tried to manage or improve data quality, or like over the past eight years, like what have you done that has been effective? Yeah, well, we have tried many uh, tools mm -hmm. to, for you know duplicates and uh, coincide uh, processes, and it has been challenging to be honest. And we have struggled basically because what I told you is a lot of data that we have imported just like yeah, boom, right. So, but we have implemented some uh, processes by our own that have been working so far for us. So basically, we have done. Uh, we are doing still uh, weekly uh, uh, audits, uh, you know, reviewing all data that is accurate and checking if it's you know matching with the contract, etc. Um, we are uh, using the duplicate management, you know, out of the box Salesforce functionality. So far, we have been using it super good for detecting duplicates mainly. Uh, we implemented a big list fields instead of text fields, right? Mm -hmm. So we can nice. just have uh, the same information across yeah. all the company, all the instance. Uh, we have implemented also uh, formatting rules conventions, naming convention rules as well. And also that something that we did and has been working really good is uh, getting the field or the sales team involved in tagging at least duplicates. Yeah. So we just created a status so every time that uh, an AE is, you know, just find uh, a duplicate, uh, that person just uh, tags that nice. duplicate, we get an email notification as a sales ops team, and we just that's come nice. through and merge the records. That's, so that's an example of something that you've made, you, you've something, a new process you need to implement, and you made it super simple for a salesperson to go and do that, right? Correct. So they'll actually do it. Um, 
And so that's probably quite easy for you to persuade them to do. Yeah. But if you have something a bit more complex mm. that you wanted a salesperson to do, how would you go about getting their buy-in to actually want to do it? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, we try to show them the value of this new process or tool, right? So like this, for them it's good because they will have less duplicates to deal with and less confusion. Uh, but also we try, you know, before rolling up the new tool or the new process, we are trying to get on board uh, some evangelists, you know, some leaders of the team so they can play around with the tool in our sandbox instance. Uh, you know, they, we gather many of uh, a lot of feedback from them so we can just you know adjust it before rolling up to the uh, complete uh, sales yeah. team but also something that has worked really good for us is to involve um, an executive as a sponsor so once you have a c-level executive mm -hmm. you know promoting and pushing you know this tool to the team and not just to the team but the rest of the executive uh, that really team. helps yeah that really helps it's like a domino effect right it's like a cascading effect so that helps a lot and also we are you know always uh, implementing trainings training material we are always available to the team to help them to um, uh, you know one-to-one -one or walk through sessions so they can feel comfortable with the tool yeah that's a really good I haven't heard that many people say getting someone from sea level to like endorse the new tool or process yeah. that because that I mean, they obviously really respect the sales operation department, right? But if it's like this, the CEO yeah. telling them to do the thing. Yeah. Uh, we have a quick question here from Sorry. Zach. Uh, what would you say, it's quite an open one, well, what would you say are the fundamentals of sales ops? The fundamentals of sales ops? Yeah. Well, I think uh, data accuracy is one of the fundamentals, right? You as a sales ops uh, player, you need to look at this uh, data quality. So you have a really data quality, then you can report and manage this information wherever you like mm -hmm. to. Uh, but of course, to get to this data quality, you need to implement many things. So you need to have really good processes, establish the processes. So you can then have the data quality and then you can measure the data quality. I would say, uh, first of all, understand your processes, uh, make it them simple implement them and automate as much as possible so you can get the, as much as accurate data possible and then you can measure that data. So that's like one core fundamental of sales ops is having good data. Correct. Got it. Um, I hope that helps with the question, Zach. Uh, moving on to, you have all these sales reps doing loads of different stuff. How are you currently trying to make them more, like what are you doing to make them produce more and be more productive? Yeah, well, uh, we, we, we are trying to make their lives simpler and easier, right, through our processes without losing best practices, the goals, and our um, uh, standards as a company. So that being said, we are automating a lot. We're trying to automate as much as possible. You know, these tiny uh, activities, routine activities. Can you give us an example of one that you've automated that has made the team more productive? For example, we have uh, created a um, process in which uh, once an opportunity is closed, a renewal opportunity is automatically created with, you know, it's just a sad copy of the previous one yeah. with some information uh, related with the future renewal. So they can just come by to the, come, come to the system, review it, and even we implemented some uh, uh, email notification, right? So uh, before certain type, uh, certain days, sorry, let's say 180 days before the 
contract expires, we are sending notifications to the salespeople, hey, this will expire soon. So I start yeah. talking with So them. it's almost like taking some intelligence out of, like put, making the system more intelligent so they can do less and they can just focus on outreach or calls. Correct, or, correct. Just in the, what they are really good at, you know, selling, go ahead. Mm -hmm. The system, leave it to us to sell subs. We can do it. Nice. We can automate it. Um, moving on to onboarding, do you have any best practices for bringing new sales reps into the team? Uh, well, for onboarding, you know, best practice is always to uh, set up the licenses and make sure all licenses are, you know, kind of accurate and up to date so they can, uh, as soon as possible, they can start using them yeah. and train them. You know, that's the best thing. You'll start training them. Uh, what we are doing or uh, implementing is, um, Two days training, one hour each, uh, sharing training materials, but also when it's necessary and we can see that people are struggling or just you know forgetting about our processes, we are uh, scheduling like refresher trainings. So train, 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 and train your team as much as possible. How do you think your engineering background and mindset helps in sales operations? I would say, like, you know, as an engineer, you can be really systematic, you know, analyze the things and have really the procedure, right? Mm -hmm. So follow the steps. That's not a magic formula. Just follow the steps and you will be able to pretty much perform anything, okay. right? So I think that mindset of engineer has helped me a lot, you know, structure something in the system somehow could be easily to follow and easily to implement and manage. You know, yeah. also, this is something important I would like to say. When we are thinking on implementing a new tool or a new process, of course, we are thinking about the sales team, how we are going to make their lives easier. But also, we have in mind the way that it will be simpler and easier for us to admin, because then it could be a nightmare. I can tell you, we have been in that situation, and it's a nightmare. So mm -hmm. we need to think about it as well, right? So this engineering mindset of, have the big picture about everything has helped me a lot. And because if you think about what engineers actually do, right, they are building systems like a car or a software application. These are systems. And so you're taught systems when you're learning how to, to be an engineer. And so what you're saying then is that your sales operation is a system that you guys are responsible for building and maintaining. Correct. Right? Is that it? And it's, you know, as a whole, it's not, we are not just touching sales. Sales operations, as you may know, is evolving a lot that now in the companies, it's not just particular in sales, it's in marketing, uh, services, uh, support, um, you know, billing. There's many areas where sales operations are touching. Mm -hmm. And then my next question is, how do you think your experience as a founder of a business help you in sales operations? Uh, well, uh, to understand the operations per se, right, and sales, you need to be also uh, not so square-minded, you need to be open, and most likely, and most important, you need to communicate properly your ideas to the rest of the team. It could be because you are going to train them, or because you are listening to them to gather all the uh, requirements and then translate them, right? So I'm using a lot of these um, business skills to, you know, soft skills that you can talk to them or persuade them to continue the process, or, you know, they're having a lot of time that they're saying, no, but, you know, this is the deal uh, calculation, you know, this should be, and I'm doing my, I'm running my my calculations, say, no, is this because of this, 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 and this, but you need to persuade somehow so they can 
uh, buy it and say, okay, yeah, no, that's true. I, I can see the point, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's soft, soft skills. skills. Correct. Yeah. Um, KPIs. What KPIs are you currently using to measure your sales reps? Or what, what are the most important ones? Well, we are, uh, you know, every single department has their own. Uh, we are, as a sales ops, focusing on, on uh, client retention, basically the value of our renewals. Um, contract value, which is the value of new deals coming in. Uh, bookings forecast. So basically, we are looking at the amount of our pipe, you know, commit, pipe, uh, best case scenarios. So we can forecast and have an accurate amount of what we can close during the quarter. And also um, pipe duration. You know, we are uh, we implementing SLAs to track every single stage. So we can know, you know, how much time and we're, we're benchmarking this with the industry and see, you know, based on our business process, how, how, much, how much time do we need to have at every single stage. And based on that, we can even automate, right? So let's say this automation that we did is after 90 days in every single stage, we automatically qualified out um, opportunities or demote in one stage mm. so we can keep the, the data accuracy. And, and then, quality. and so an example of that is if an opportunity has been at this stage for more than 90 days, you would send an email to the sales rep and you would take the opportunity backstage. Automatically. Of course, we are sending a notification before, right? Every 30 days, 60 days, we're sending a... Really? That's days. cool. So you're like, you're really guiding the salespeople through yeah. the process, right? Yeah. It's like correct. they're almost your customers. And you are trying to not influence them, but you're trying to take away as much of the admin stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go and check their pipeline every morning to see what they should work on because they're being alerted. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. They are getting this uh, notification. Uh-huh. You, it, how popular do you think the sales operations team is with the sales team at the moment out of 10? I would say we are so popular, nine. I would say I, I wouldn't say ten, but <laughs> yeah. nine. But but this is also because of the relation that we have built, right? Because mm-hmm. of these soft skills. It's so important to, to, I mean, as everything in life, you need to have really good connection and, and communication with people. That's what matters, you know, network. So you need to talk with them, be polite. Always, we are a really open team as sales hubs. We are always there to help them, if they even, you know, out of uh, business hours, we are there to help them. So that, I think, the people are, that the things that they are appreciating. And of course, we have a good relation. And then what? Out of all those metrics, if you could only use one to measure your sales team, uh, which one would you choose? Uh, well, uh, I would like I would like to say that uh, the contract value, because that way you can see, you know, how you are growing. You know, mm-hmm. how many deals are you, uh, you know, winning and yeah. moving through the, the pipe. So total contract value. Correct. Total that salesperson has closed in the past six months. Quarter or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And so that's one metric. I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Like how valuable are they to the business? Correct. Um, awesome. We have one more question, and then I'll have my final question. Uh, so this is from that again. Can you explain about the relationship between the business strategy and building that data into the sales process? Does that make sense? So I mean, it's um, explaining... Uh, the importance of the relationship between the business strategy and, yeah, so basically the strategy of the business and then feeding that into the sales process. Like, how have you done that before? Is that relationship important? Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you have as a whole, as a company, you have your strategy and you need to map this in the system or 
you know, through your sales processes. So what we are doing currently in Salesforce is trying to do this and automate this uh, strategy as a whole, you know, the, the, the piece that is related to sales, putting in the system and try to uh, take the, the, the salespeople from the equation as much as possible with this automation. So they can just focus on, you know, this part of sale, uh, the product and close deals, close deals. But everything that can be automated, which is, you know, routinary activities, uh, some processes that, you know, just filling this information, making sure this is, you know, accurate, whatever, that's a quality. We are trying to make this easier for them. And this will, of course, impact the global strategy as a business. Got it. Um, and final question, is there anyone out there who's really influenced you or inspired you in sales operations? Yeah, you know, my team has been the one that I feel more inspired to, and they're amazing, right? So specifically, one of my previous managers, um, Monica Berman, she she taught me a lot about sales operations and best practices. But most important, I learned from her the importance of sales operations team in a company. So just to put it in a perspective, let's say we have an ecosystem, right? Uh, we have stakeholders. Uh, vendors, apps, the CRM, uh, and other tools, uh, processes, all of them interacting with each other, right? But it's because of sales operations team that all of them are keeping breathing. You know, totally agree. Sales operations is the air around this ecosystem. We are touching pretty much everything. So yeah. that's so important, you know, mm -hmm. to, to, to have. And I think now companies are understanding that and more and more they're even onboarding sales Ops teams since the beginning, you know, not just as a medium stage, but since they start as a startup, so which is really, really good and fundamental. Also, you know, my ex colleagues, Angels and Daniel, I have learned a lot uh, from them of Salesforce and, and uh, that uh, uh, quality and that uh, analysis. And my current um, colleague, Ines, she's brilliant doing uh, uh, project management and requiring, I mean, gathering all the requirements. She's really good, so I think we have been doing a really good team. So the team is is great. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end. Here's some things I liked. Um, mentioning all the, all the email automation stuff and kind of trying to make the system intelligent so that the salespeople can just do what they're good at. Um, I liked the point about, or the final quote about how sales operations is the air around the ecosystem of the business. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, and then the final thing was about um, yeah, bringing this C-level stakeholder in when you're trying to implement a new process for the sales team to really like add weight to the thing that you want to, that you want them to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, George, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you to you. And thank you to everybody who attended live. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.